And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. We hear this from St. Paul in his letter to the church at Ephesus. And this work of equipping the saints for the building up of the body of Christ is still carried on in hundreds of thousands of Catholic parishes after almost 2,000 years. In his work as a priest and an evangelist in the Diocese of Fort Worth, Father Eric Voles shares the Word of God with us that we might be built up into the fullness of Christ. Now, from All Saints Anglican Church, here is Father Eric Voles equipping the saints. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Good morning. Today we hear our Lord's parable of the ten virgins. And in that parable we are challenged to discern, as the church, whether we are the wise or the foolish. In this passage, this this gospel today, we are called to also search our hearts and to decide, are we prepared? Are we ready to meet the Lord, should He choose not to tarry? So we think of the words of our Lord in this parable. He said, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Whether we admit it or not, or like to think about it or not, we will all stand before the great judgment seat of Christ. As we affirm in the creed, He will come to judge the living and the dead. And we all will have an opportunity to discern whether or not we believed Him, whether or not we were ready. One of the teachers of the church, one of the fathers, St. Marcarius, say that a few couple times, I think it just means St. Marcus, not as famous as some of the others, but what he had to say as I was studying this passage to see what the fathers said, he wrote this, this section that I think is really, really good, and so this is a little longer than normal, but... I think what he has to say is very important as he shares with us his interpretation, his thoughts on this gospel. He wrote this. He said, The five wise virgins, watchful and alert, had taken oil into the vessels of their hearts. That oil, not part of their own sinful nature, means the grace of the Holy Spirit. And they were enabled to enter with the bridegroom into the heavenly bridal chamber. The other five virgins, however, were content with their own fallen nature. They neither watched nor busied themselves to receive the oil of gladness in their own vessels while they were yet still in the flesh. Instead, they sank into sleep through carelessness, slackness, idleness, and ignorance, or even fancied righteousness. Hence, these virgins were shut out of the bridal chamber 
of the kingdom, unable to give satisfaction to the heavenly bridegroom. Why? He says, because of this. They held fast by their tie to the world and by some earthly affection. They did not give their whole love or passionate devotion to the heavenly bridegroom. Thus, they were not provided with oil. And he interprets this. He says, souls that seek the sanctification of the Spirit, which is outside of our nature, fasten all their affection upon the Lord. It is in the Lord that they walk, pray, and employ their thoughts, turning away from all else. For this cause, they are privileged to receive the oil of heavenly grace. This enables them to succeed in coming through without failing or falling, giving perfect satisfaction to the spiritual bridegroom. These others, though, should, however, they are content with what belongs to their own nature. And it creeps down into them upon the earth in their thoughts. Not only do they imply, apply their thoughts upon the earth, but their minds have their whole existence upon earth. In their own estimation, they appear to belong to the bridegroom and to be adorned with the ordinances of the flesh. Nevertheless, they have not been born of the Spirit and they have not received the oil of gladness. As Jesus reminds us in this gospel that we should always be prepared and ready. You may remember the old gospel song, The Roll is Called Up Yonder. Remember that song? That song reminds us that we will give an account, that we will stand before the bridegroom. Notice in this passage that all ten of the virgins are in the bridal chamber. They are in the church. They are espoused to Christ. They are His betrothed. It reminds us, as I said at Sunday school in the first service, that just because water was thrown on our heads doesn't mean that we've made Jesus our Lord. Through baptism, we enter into the life of Christ, but that's not the end, it's the beginning. Through baptism, we begin a relationship But far too often, for too many, that moment is their last. It would be absolutely ignorant of me not to mention the fact that this happens so often. Where parents will bring their children to baptism. We go through the ritual. They go through the preparation. And then after the baby has gotten wet, we may not ever see them again. Or rarely see them again. We must always be ready, vigilant. To be like the five virgins who are wise. 
whose wicks are trimmed and whose oil, the oil of gladness, the oil of the Holy Spirit, is in full supply. That when the trumpet sounds, when the roll is called up yonder, when Christ our God appears, we would not be afraid, but we would be like a bride walking the aisle who sees her groom at the altar. Remember the day of your wedding, regardless of how well you might feel it turned out, but remember that day. Remember when you looked down that aisle and you saw your beloved. And men, remember the other way, when you saw the doors open and in arm with her father, traditionally, you saw her for the first time. And you knew that at the end of this day, she would be yours and she knew he would be hers and that the two would truly, through the sacrament of marriage, become one flesh. Do we think of our relationship with Christ in these terms? Do we look at the altar with expectation in our eyes as we have waited for him that we cannot wait to get to the altar as fast as we can. We cannot wait to be there. Every Eucharist is a foretaste of that heavenly banquet. Every Eucharist is a representation of what we will experience in eternity with our bride and with our bridegroom. Have you left him at the altar? Have you? Either by your heart or by your presence. Because if we don't come to him at the altar, if we don't give him our hearts, we will be like the five virgins who are foolish. Does that terrify you? Does that make you quake? Obviously, I've prayed about this this week because I had to decide which side I was on. Because I can even be present at the Eucharist. Because I have to most of the time, right? And my heart isn't really there. And it's like a, a, a groom or a bride walking in and seeing their beloved at the end of the hall. And it's like an arranged marriage. Many who are baptized come into the church because their parents were Christians. And they never take that faith to their own. And it kind of feels like an arranged marriage in our Christian life. Jesus calls on us to, to be ready for that consummation and that bliss. He wants us to come to him with joy. And you may remember the other parable. I don't remember if we've done this one yet or if it's coming, but I may be you know, springing it out too early, but we'll see. Remember the parable where the wedding guests were invited to the wedding? And the ones that he invited decided not to show up. And then he sent his people out to go and find anyone else who would possibly want to come and be part of the ceremony. And remember, they came in, and those who were invited didn't show up. And one guy who changed his mind snuck in, and he wasn't wearing the right clothing. And Jesus said, get out. The end of our, our, our gospel 
is that same idea. Afterwards, the other virgins, the foolish virgins, came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. What Jesus is calling us to do is to dedicate our lives, to dedicate our thoughts and our everything that we have, every soul of our being, to being one of the five virgins who are prepared. Are you prepared? Do you know the Lord? And when you look upon Him at the altar and in your hand at the Eucharist, is it like seeing your bride on your wedding day or your groom on your wedding day? What we do here is a little foretaste of that moment in glory when Christ is in me and I am in Him. Truly one flesh. So let us commend ourselves and one another to Christ our God. Let us offer to Him our lives as a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And the church has been clear and taught us how we can train ourselves into being ready for Him. Prayer, fasting, the giving of alms, seeking the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit, which we just spent a long time talking about, shunning the world, the flesh, and the devil, and truly giving Jesus our hearts. I was reading an article, and I think I posted it on our children's page, but the point was, it was about if, if our children don't see that we love Christ, how can we expect them to love Christ? Outside of that aspect, how can the world, how can we expect the world to know and to love Christ if they don't see in us a people who know and love him with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength? So again, let us pray that we will never get to that day and hear the words, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. The Lord wants our hearts. The Lord wants everything. That we would be ready and excited to be in his presence. Let us pray for that grace because I'm sure like you, I know I fall so short And there are days where I am unfaithful to him, where my heart doesn't joyfully seek him, and I forget that he's coming again. And I become a bride who looks down the aisle and can't see my bridegroom. Let us pray that we would find that joy that Christ has called us to, of union and communion with him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.